Board Round, session number 11. The moment you step foot on campus as a medical student, you are gearing up for one of the biggest tests you'll ever have to take, USMLE Step 1 or Comlex Level 1. The medical school headquarters and board vitals are going to help you prepare for your first board exam with questions, pearls of information, and guidance to make sure you have what it takes to score high and match into your specialty of choice. Welcome to Board Rounds. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week, where I'm joined by Dr. Andrea Paul, at least for right now, Dr. Andrea Paul of Board Vitals. And we are going over questions and tidbits and information that you need to know for your board exam, USMLE Step 1 or Comlex Level 1. The last several weeks, we've been going over some clinical vignettes, and this week is a little bit different. We have a little bit more of a straightforward question for you, all about the glossopharyngeal nerve. Andrea, welcome back to Board Rounds. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm good. I'm excited to continue on been getting some good feedback about board rounds and helping students prep for their USMLE and Comlex while they're driving, working out in the gym, walking the dog, doing dishes, whatever they're doing while they're listening to this podcast. So I'm excited to keep going and keep teaching. Oh, great. Me too. (laughs) All right. What do we have in store for us today? So I thought we'd take a look at a neuro, kind of a neuroanatomy question that we have um, that we've gotten a lot of uh, feedback and questions on. So I thought it'd be a good place to start. All right. Well, my wife being a neurologist, hopefully I'll get this one right. We'll see. All right. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so the, the question, it's a pretty straightforward anatomy uh, question. So it's asking which of the glands of the options below are innervated by the efferent autonomic fibers of the glossopharyngeal nerve. Ooh. So this goes a little kind of two jump in that, um, you got to know sort of what that glossopharyngeal nerve does and then what, um, you know, what type of fibers are innervating the glands. So the, the options are nasal, submandibular, sublingual, parotid, or lacrimal. Oh. Um, so five options there? Did I count those right? That's right. Oh, uh, that's five. That's mean. It should be 25%, not 20%. (laughs) Right. So I think um, this is, you know, this one had a little, was a little, little tricky for students, but um, we actually got some feedback from some of our neuro um, shelf uh, people as well. And and they thought this was a a good one that they've seen uh, on and off show up on some of their, their exams as well. So, okay. So So. how I would think about this so so you mentioned the efferent right mm-hmm. versus afferent uh we have to really enunciate those for the podcast <laughs> it's like abduction and adduction so the efferent branch of the glossopharyngeal so so I, I guess we have to remember what glossopharyngeal does and really uh, uh obviously glosso is tongue right i think mm-hmm. <laughs> uh mm-hmm. remembering that and pharyngeal like pharynx area um so we know it's it's somewhere around the mouth. Um, so I think for me, that would automatically, the, the first answer choice was something nasal. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think I would get rid of that right off the bat. I don't, I don't really understand uh, that mm-hmm. one for, for that specific nerve. Um, and then remembering efferent versus afferent. Uh, oh man, this is so long ago. Efferent is, 
going like signals away from is that no afferent is away I forget. Uh, yeah. Explain yeah. afferent and <laughs> Wait, afferent. So what do you think? So where, where, are, where are you being led? <laughs> oh, I know. It's like, oh, so so I, I think this is just the simple mnemonic, like A for away, afferent away versus efferent towards. I, I forget. Or maybe I'm completely off there. Yeah, I think, so I think you're, you're right to start thinking about it as, you know, location-wise. The interesting thing with glossopharyngeal, though, is that it does have quite a range of effects so definitely um you can, some of the some of some of the places it touches it would surprise you so def, I, I agree i would eliminate nasal um but i think the rest of them you know kind of could be fair game mm-hmm. um and then it, it this this nerve actually it's interesting it has a lot of sensory um you, you know even parasympathetic and motor um uh, uh functions and so so um it's a tough it's a tough one to ask questions on i think that's why uh people felt quite challenged by it yeah um i don't want to you know i don't want to give away the answer yet (laughs) but i think um you know if you're looking at kind of the you know where it starts so obviously this um this nerve starts in the medulla and then it's coming out the jugular foramen so then it's traveling both there's a path that travels sort of uh, both um, anteriorly and then also posteriorly. So um, that's just something to keep in mind that it does have a branch that does go to the inner ear. Um, okay. And then the rest, like you said, are more, you know, thinking about the name of the nerve and, and location. So the rest of them do definitely go down more, you know, pharyngeal and um, oral pharyngeal. Okay. Um, and so the getting rid of nasal, we were left with, I think, submandibular, you said, parotid. Mm-hmm. What were the other two choices? So there was submandibular, sublingual, parotid, and sublingual. lacrimal. Okay. And lacrimal uh, tear ducts, right? Lacrimal mm-hmm. up in the eye. So I would get rid of that one. So there's uh-huh. two I'd get rid of. All right. So now I'm down yep. to, to three choices. Uh, and between those three, um, those ones would be hard for me to differentiate just based on um, my my distant knowledge of the glossopharyngeal nerve uh, because it seems like they potentially would um, could could innervate all of those. And so how do we how do we work through that? So, you know, part of it is just kind of differentiating out the motor function. So, you know, just remembering what it, okay, what is its motor function? So it's um, innervating the, the stylopharyngeus, so the muscle, that muscle in the pharynx. Mm-hmm. Um, then you kind of think through, okay, it also has sensory functions. And there's that whole thing with what portion of the tongue, right? There's the, the thirds of the tongue um, that... Um, you always have to keep in mind. So glossopharyngeal is sensory to the posterior third of the tongue. So that back mm-hmm. half. So you kind of, if you can remember the, if you can remember that section of the tongue, it kind of leads you closer to, okay, location of, um, you know, a gland that may be more in that kind of area. You know, it's also going up into the middle ear, um, the station tube for sensory function. Um, so that just anatomically kind of, Start you start to think a little more up anterior, I guess, than than maybe sublingual. 
our submandibular. So you kind of think of it as kind of being up more in the ear area. And mm-hmm. then that always helps me kind of narrow it down. So I've given it kind of away, but <laughs> um, the I know it's up near the ear. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's interesting, the parotid. So a cool fact um, about the parotid, it's the only salivary gland that doesn't receive any um, autonomic information, uh, innervation, sorry, from the facial nerve. Um, and so it, it receives that from the glossopharyngeal nerve. So that's something that's kind of a differentiator. And I think that's why they like to ask about it, because they always like to kind of pick out the exception to, to a rule. <laughs> all the zebras, right? Medicine yeah. is not about zebras, but we're going to ask you all about the zebras. <laughs> exactly. That's funny. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, okay. Yeah. So um, so that's, you know, when it's asking about those parasympathetic, um, that parasympathetic innervation, that's um, what's going to um, to be the different about the parotid, so it's that's the not the facial, it's the glossopharyngeal nerve. Um, let me think of some other cool facts about this nerve. So um, I think other than the post, you're remembering, you know, definitely the posterior third of the tongue and the middle ear are one things they love to ask about glossopharyngeal. Um, the parotid gland is definitely fair game um, for the reasons we mentioned. And then also knowing what muscles um, innervated, which is that style of pharyngeus um, Mm -hmm. in the pharynx. Um, And then just, you know, remembering the path that, you know, it has and and the branches can be helpful sometimes too. Um, It does, you know, that um, after it it kind of sends a branch up to the middle ear, uh, there are four or five other branches. So one goes to the stylopharyngeus muscle, one's a pharyngeal branch, one's one goes tonsillar, and then there's a lingual, and then one goes to the carotid body and sinus. Um, and so, you know, sometimes trying to drawing a picture like you do of the aorta and, and the branches, remember, you know, help you remember, okay, well, this branch, because of the name, obviously, you know, lingual, that's the that's the stuff that's heading to that uh, posterior third of the tongue. Um, so that can that can sometimes be helpful to remember as well. Okay. And just to, to circle back around to what, what I was stumbling through earlier, so, so the afferent is the sensory mm-hmm. nerves coming back towards the central nervous system and efferent going away yes. uh, for motor function. Yeah, I like f- uh, I guess the word f- effect versus uh, effect. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Effect versus affect. So if it's causing an effect, it's that's that's what I've kind of used to remember. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so definitely um definitely good to differentiate those as well. And then one final thing to pick apart in the question is it talks about parasympathetic. Is there anything that that may throw off a student where it it, it says parasympathetic versus sympathetic? Uh, you know, I think if you, if you remember that the glossopharyngeal has, um, you know, you know, most of the, I mean, most glandular effects are parasympathetic. Um, it's kind of like most of your, you know, other organs. And so I think that, um, that, you know, that could be a stumbling block, but I think kind of remembering that as a big picture, parasympathetic versus sympathetic, um, in general, then I think it shouldn't trip you up too much. All right, there you have it. Hopefully that was helpful. Learn a little bit about the glossopharyngeal nerve, why the right answer is right and why the wrong answers are wrong, and a little bit more information about the nerve and what you should know for your board exam. 
I love doing this. It brings me way back to when I was studying for the board exams. I hated studying for the board exams. I don't know if you like it or not, but I really, really hated it, and it showed in my step one score. Luckily, I rebounded with step two, but hopefully this podcast coming out for you every week for free will help you as you're driving the car, working out, walking the dog, doing dishes, wherever you are listening to this. Thank you for being here. If you need some help with your board prep, go check out boardvitals.com. With their QBank and practice tests, you will be prepared for your exam. They have over 1,750 questions for USMLE and over 1,500 questions for Comlex. You can get a one-month, three-month, or six-month plan, and they all come with a free trial, no credit card required. Use the promo code BOARDROUNDS, all capital letters, all one word, BOARDROUNDS, to save 15% on your purchase. Again, that's boardvitals.com. Use the promo code BOARDROUNDS. Have a great week. We'll see you next time here on Board Rounds.